Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. When we talk about a healthy lifestyle here on Healing Quest, we're talking about the natural options we all have to help us achieve optimum well-being. Well, thank you for joining us on this weekend before Thanksgiving. It is a special time of year, and above all else, we hope that you and yours are healthy these days. I'd say this Thanksgiving overall is looking better than last year, even though our world still has a lot of problems to deal with. So this is a time of year when gratitude and kindness are more in the spotlight than ever. And in fact, in my self-care segment uh, today, I'm focused on those two topics. And I think you're going to be surprised at all the research that confirms how good kindness and gratitude are for our mind and our body and our spirit. But for all the good things that come with this time of year, it can also be a difficult time for many people. I mean, first of all, we're talking about the extra work and stress that comes with this time of year. Great meals and get-togethers don't just magically materialize, unfortunately. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then right behind Thanksgiving comes the getting ready for Christmas. Uh, it's like a marathon that you're, uh, <laughs> that you're involved in. That's true for those, those that are celebrating Christmas. And, and unfortunately, for those who have... Um, had a loss of some kind, this can be a, a very sad and difficult time of year. And, and it, it can be a very stressful time. And I think we all know that. So today we're going to explore a new way of dealing with that, where we are going to spend some time exploring a book of 50 poems that have been chosen for their ability to heal and bring joy to our life. The author is a renowned psychiatrist, Dr. Norman Rosenthal. And he's also a researcher. So, um, and even if you, if if poetry has never been your thing, I think you may be surprised at how effective these poems are at inspiring and healing. So, the author, Dr. Rosenthal, will be with us in about twenty minutes. And coming up in about five minutes is some very good news for what scientists call the central command center for our overall well-being. Well, that would be the gut microbiome and especially a bacterial strain that protects us against obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and dementia. We're going to be talking about a discovery that can cause a thousand-fold increase in that strain, along with delivering many other good things to us. It's big news in the natural health world, and we're going to have all the details for you. But first, we want to tell you about the surprising results of a global study into what college students these days are looking for in a life partner. Now, I, I was really fascinated by this study. The study was conducted by British researchers, and it was based on input from 2,700 college students from all over the world. The study's participants had eight attributes to choose from, and physical attractiveness and financial prospects actually ranked two and three. Are you going to guess what the number one is? Okay, Surprise. the number one life partner attribute in the survey was kindness, which I just loved. I love that these yeah. young people consider that to be the most important thing. Also on the research front, we have some good news for cat lovers. <laughs> and that'd be us. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Scientists at Oregon State University report that they found that although cats have a reputation for being aloof, in fact, they form secure attachments to their human caretakers, much like dogs and infants do. The study's author says the majority of domestic cats are securely attached to their owners and rely on them as a source of security uh, plus food. Yeah, they always rely on you for food, right? I think that's true. I mean, I, I love it. I feel really bonded with our cats. Oh, gosh. And, you know, cats have many fans in the U.S., not just us. The most recent figures show that 94.2 
million cats are ruling the roost in U.S. households. Now, you know, I would have thought there were more dogs, but that compared with 89.7 million dogs. So more cats. In fact, 68% of all U.S. households have at least one pet, and our relationship with them is a constant source of affection, amusement, and mystery. The relationship between us and our animal companions continues to be an irresistible topic for authors as well, including Carlin Montes de Oca of Marin County. She's written a book that we really like a lot on the human-animal connection and the self-care that our animal companions can actually help us with. Her book is titled Dog as My Doctor, Cat as My Nurse, <laughs> An Animal Lover's Guide to a Healthy, Happy, and Extraordinary Life. It's a really interesting book. But what it's focused on, what I one of the things I connected with, is it's focused on how dogs and cats teach us humans how to stay present, be playful, and live positively. Yes, and you were telling me that the book also talks about the physical benefits of having a dog or a cat. You know, it lowers your blood pressure, it reduces stress, and this is, research shows this. This is definitely, uh, this is a fact, this mm-hmm. is this is a fact, and the author cites that exercise dog owners get when they walk their dogs is a big health benefit. Uh, reminds me of um, Marty Rossman years ago, who who oh, did yeah. uh, the founder of the guided the guided Institute of guided injury. Exactly, and Marty said if we would all just treat ourselves as well as we treat our dogs, you know, you give them water, you take them for a walk. So if we did if we did that for ourselves, so if you've got a dog and you're taking it for a walk, you're getting lots of great exercise. If you're just listening, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks, and you're listening to Healing Quest, and we're talking about how our animal companions can play an important role in our own self-care. We have always had, uh, I shouldn't say always, but when, gosh, decades ago we we got together, we always had dogs in our life. Mm -hmm. Remember Fred? This is a dog that was like a little Welsh corgi. He followed Christian home one day. At least that's what Christian said. He just followed him home. And And that dog walked in the living room took one look around and knew who the decision maker was, and he leapt over the coffee table and landed right on Roy's chest. I was laying there watching a football game. Yes, <laughs> and that dog just started licking his face, and he was like, oh, we, we, could, we could have a dog. So, there is, but, so there's, there's this wonderful connection that happens. But what I was thinking about was um, animals work with us at various levels, mm-hmm. and that reminded me of when we lived here in Sacramento and then we moved to San Francisco where in the flat Fred didn't want to live, so he got moved back. We moved to Sonoma, and we had a great house there that we were leasing, but the owner said no dogs. And so we ended up having a cat in our life. And and the cat, it it was really remarkable. And I really want to, I just want to say that that, uh, I want to acknowledge the gift that Tinker was. So so Tinker was this wonderful little white cat, and there's all kinds of stories about how she found us. And then we moved here to to rescue, 10 acres up in rescue. And at that point, Tinker was, well, maybe 13? About about 15. Yeah, and and, and anywhere. And and, and she was pretty fragile. And we weren't even sure she was going to make, the, the trip. The trip. So we were concerned to... about. Uh, there's a point to this story. It takes a while, but um, we were concerned about um, Tinker being a- a- able to be outside because she's a little white cat, and um, she, we're out. You know, well, she'd been an outdoor cat in Sonoma, and, but up here, you know, outdoor we... at night, indoor, uh, outdoor during the day, indoor at night. Right, and yeah. we didn't want to have her outside, and she was a little too fragile. So what you did? So was... Judy said, "Look, we, we, you know, we, she's got to stay in, but she really wanted to go out. So we consulted all kinds of uh, of advisors, and they said, "Well, you could." go out, she'd go out probably if somebody was with her. So Tinker and I got into this situation where she would come to the office about, I don't know, two o'clock in the afternoon and get me up out of my chair 
and say, it's time for you to take me for a walk. She would and say that. She would just about. Wow. I mean, she I really did have she, a connection with she Tinker. could really communicate. And, and and so it was a great gift for me because, um, well, as you may be reading, uh, sitting is the new smoking. We're all very concerned now. And I wasn't uh, years ago when, at this point of Tinker's life. I didn't even know that. But just being able to get up and take the walk. And it wasn't just being able to get up. It was we would have this little routine. And it's at a certain point, I'd sit on this big rock we have in front of our house, and she would hop up on my lap, and I would, and, and she would be there. And what was amazing was going back to what uh, Karen uh, Montes de Oca says. She talks about how dogs and cats teach us to stay present, to stay in the present moment. And when I was there outside in the beautiful day with this really lovely little kitty on my lap, just concentrating on being present. She'd stay on my lap for as long as I was going to stay there. And when my mind started to wander about, gosh, I got to write that letter. Oh, I didn't do that sales presentation. Boom. She would be off my lap. And then we'd walk a little more, and there's another place where we would sit, and she'd get up on my lap again. And the same thing. If I was just really focused on staying present, she'd be with me. And when I started worrying about business, she was gone. So it was just a great gift that that little one gave me, and I think can give all of us in terms of how to be in the moment. Well, that's what animals teach us is to be in the moment. And that's what we've heard from all of the experts that we've had on the show. And that's certainly what we've learned in our own personal experience is that right. they want your full attention. And if you're not paying attention, they're, they're gone. Or watch them outdoors, how they focus. They're so present. Boy, do they ever train us in mindfulness. Uh, I think that's one of, the, one of the amazing gifts that all of our animal companions have is just, just, focuses, is, is just to focus us on the present. I'm, I'm going to give you an example of just what happened to me or, or earlier today. Uh, I was in the middle of something, working with someone on something that was really stressing me out. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just say it that way. Mm-hmm. And Merlin jumped up on my desk. Merlin is a big, wonderful cat. <laughs> He's like a big man coon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he he jumped right up on my desk put his nose right in my face, you know, like, just pat me. If you just pat me for a little bit, maybe you won't be so stressed. And, and, and that happens often with him. Or if, if, if one of us, if we're not feeling good, they always know that the animals always, always know um, to just give you a little bit of extra love when that happens. It works every time. It does. And, and, and speaking of time, I, I, I'm, I was just in, in preparation for this conversation. I looked up my records on Luna and Merlin uh, to these two amazing felines. They moved in with us August 12th in, in August of 2012, nine years ago. I, I can't believe it was nine years ago, but it was. And they've been just really terrific nine years. I can't either. And that's another story for another time. Yeah. These, these little, little beans were brought right to our doorstep. They were born on our property and their mother basically dropped him right off at the, at the door and we were able to rescue four of them. We ended up keeping three. We lost uh, our, our little Lola a few years ago, but we, we um, are so grateful for what they give us, how much love they bring into our life. And then, well, I think, I guess it was right before uh, COVID hit and the pandemic lockdown uh, 19 about 19 months ago. Months ago yeah. Right that uh, Landy, uh, a golden retriever, moved in with us, our son Michael's dog. And, and she, ha- <laughs> she has just uh, added a whole other level of 
of love and goodness. What a sweet, what a sweet, yeah. sweetie. I guess golden retrievers are that way in general, but boy. So between Luna, Merlin, and Landy, um, each of them in their own way is they're taking care of us. <laughs> they they take care of us and 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 uh and we're grateful for that. We are, and we hope that you have some special animal companions on your Thanksgiving gratitude list. Up next in our show, details on that good news we mentioned a few minutes ago about a big discovery that can boost the central command center for our overall well-being. And don't forget, podcasts of this and all of the Healing Quest shows are available at our website, healingquest.tv. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And you're listening to Healing Quest on iHeartRadio. Radio. 